Fasten your championship belts because this podcast is unprofessional. Welcome to your weekly home for wrestling reviews, discussion, predictions, and more. This is Unprofessional Wrestling. Here are your hosts, Schwartz, George, and Travis. All right, we are coming off the heels of Elimination Chamber, and everybody who is watching or listening later on, welcome to the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. My name, of course, as always, is Travis here. If you're watching the live stream, I am screen left, as you can see by the nameplates. Screen middle, we got shorts. Screen right, we've got George. Shorts, how are you doing after Elimination Chamber? What do you think? I am I'm happy. I don't know. That's all I can be at this point. All right, that's fair. George? You know, I tried very hard to wake up, and it just did not happen. I also <clears> tried. <throat> I set my alarm for, it started at 4 a.m. Central Time. I set my alarm for 3.55. I started watching, and I didn't even make it through the then, now, and forever graphic <laughs> at the beginning of the show. But damn it, I tried. Kudos to you, man. I didn't even try I don't blame you. In hindsight, it was dumb to even bother. So next time that happens, I'm not doing it. Unless it's like a WrestleMania in London or something. Then I think we'll have to, We're gonna have stay to up take all some night. things to keep us up. We're going to stay up all night, and you guys will both be here, and we'll start watching it 3 in the yep. morning, our WrestleMania circle jerk. <laughs> so so uh, before we get started here, I got something I got to give to uh, Travis over here. <sighs> Damn it. Damn it. Look at the screen if you want to see George's address. <laughs> All right. No, don't do that. George has handed me a UPS uh, mailer. Definitely feels like there's a shit. Fucking turn that down. What are you doing, you goober? I didn't know that fucking high. Jesus. Uh, what are you doing over there, George? This is some sort of shirt. It's from oh, Jesus stop. fucking Christ. You did not. <laughs> you know I'm never going to wear this fucking thing. You can fucking burn oh it right now. Oh, my God. Any guesses, Shorts? Oh, I saw it. I saw Drew's face. Uh, <laughs> oh, wrong way. Oh, you are... I had to. I had I think to. You have to uh, I think you have to wear that if you're getting shamed or lose something. WrestleMania, you have to, you have to wear it. Verse 9. <laughs> CM Punk's WrestleMania event. 2024 to 2024. <laughs> God damn it. All right, you got me on that one. I think he's going to be okay. I'll give you credit. Thank you. I, I I, mean, maybe, I think, I don't know. I want it. I should thank you, but I don't want to. I expect like a fuck you or something. Honestly. It goes without saying. I did not expect you to do that. Uh, Yeah, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I didn't think you had it in you. Hey, man, I saw my shot and I took it. Well, that was a good one. I think you uh, went one for one on that one. Like we used to just buy each other nice shirts all the time. Like when, like on our, was it our first episode or something? I bought you that LA Knight shirt. Yeah. Pretty nice shirt, right? I might just make it into yeah. a t-shirt. But 
didn't get me a nice shirt. It's fucking trash talking CM Punk. Sorry, they're out of Brock Lesnar shirts. Oh, no, stop. Can't be doing that. We're going to get canceled. I don't know by who. I'm the only one that can really cancel us, I guess, but... Yeah, I don't know. I guess. Um. All right. So moving past that, we got a lot to get through here. Uh, we're coming off SmackDown Raw Elimination Chamber. I've got a couple news items we're going to touch on briefly here from the world of wrestling. Uh, so let us start. Well, first, I want to start by seeing if we've got any kind of comments here. No comments. We just got George, who is looking for comments on... Oh, you're looking for comments. Whatever. Anyway, uh, so first item here, and this was announced on Monday Night Raw, also announced on Twitter by Ric Flair. Uh, Ole Anderson has passed away uh, at the age of 81. The guy lived a full life, that's for sure, but he was known best for the uh, Minnesota Wrecking Crew and one of the original founders of the Four Horsemen. So that sucks. Uh, and then... Uh, either yesterday or the day before yesterday it was uh, it was announced that Virgil has also passed uh, of course Virgil from WWF he was paired with uh, the million dollar man Ted DiBiase also as uh, a member of the NWO in WCW in the late 90s uh, and in his later years held a uh, fuck you give me my money sort of gimmick <laughs> so, same uh so you guys obviously know about what happened on Tuesday at NXT, and NXT is something that we are going to get into later on. We just haven't gotten there yet. Uh, I think after Mania, when things calm down a little, maybe we will. Uh, but anyways, at the end of NXT, Sean Spears returned. Uh, there were these vignettes with these cryptic messages or whatever that were construed a few different ways or uh, had a few different possible people that could have been behind them. So a lot of people assumed Bo Dallas. People thought Tamatanga because it was rumored he was signing. And there's been more reports since that he has signed. But anyways, that's besides the fact. It ended up being Sean Spears, which I did not expect. And it was exactly the same way he came into AEW, too. What was his name like a few years ago? Ty Dillinger. Yeah. The perfect 10. The perfect 10. Everybody was, I don't know if you saw it at all, but... I, I watched a little clip of it, and everybody was yelling tie and perfect 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, they posted the clip on YouTube of the return, and it has Sean Spears, not Ty Dillinger. So they're they're keeping his name. Uh, they might be keeping the chairman gimmick because he came in and attacked uh, with a chair to make his debut. So, hmm. so outside of that, uh, the other thing was... I don't know if you guys have Annie at your house. You probably do. Hmm. The channel Annie. I think so. Yeah, you have cable. You probably do. I actually don't <clears throat> yeah, get it. I do. I, I I don't. But luckily, I can watch bits and pieces of whatever they put on their app. Uh, so they started a new season of Rivals and the Legends biography series, season two for both of them. Uh, Kelly and I watched the Randy Orton documentary last night, and it was very good. Not to look into it. It kind of makes Orton look like a piece of shit up until like the last handful it, of years. But like, I, I, I bet I get it. I did see the little part where he, uh, I don't know if it was part of that documentary, but they um, they talked about his whole military uh, situation. Yeah. And the way that they have that set up is kind of interesting. Like WWE doesn't really tell them what to do, uh, more or less. 
Uh, obviously, they're the subject, but they don't hold a lot of power even over the things A and E puts in their shows, which is really cool. Um, so, I mean, uh, very good show. I don't remember who all they're covering this year, but uh, I saw a bunch of the documentaries they did last year, and they were all very good. So, uh, wasn't there one Rock and Triple H? Yep. Right. Yeah. That's the one that's coming out next. Yeah. Uh, the Rivals. Yes, I believe that yeah. is true. So that, that should was, be fun. That's gonna be a good one. That's gonna be a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect timing too. I'm sure that wasn't an accident, but I want I want to see more between those two. I think we will. I'm sure we will. Uh, outside of that, a little bit of a controversial thing. Uh, we know, and we've talk, talked about it a little bit after matches, but Maxine Dupree, not the best in-ring talent we've probably ever seen in our lifetime, uh, to say the least, and she got massively booed at a house show. Um, So... I I didn't know that she has only had twelve matches total. They said someone well, yeah. did the research. Well, I mean that's why she total matches. That's why she hasn't had many matches. She doesn't have a lot of experience. But they're putting I mean, her in these matches and house shows to get her some ring time, and she's getting shit on. Yeah, the amount and, of like other superstars to just like backing her up though is just yeah, outrage- or not outrageous, but. Courageous, right? uh, yeah. I don't, just I don't know. I, I I don't know why they don't just bring her down to NXT like they normally do with with talent. You know, like they make uh, well, she was in NXT, time, like the Good Brothers. I think she. I think she was in NXT. Well, I'm saying like bring her. She was. She was a valet. That was it. Yeah, I mean, she obviously trained to wrestle though too, but. Uh. Mark Johnson in the comment here in the comments, uh, whoever's, uh, watching, listening, really appreciate it. Please, uh, please let us know in the YouTube comments that you're here. If you have any questions, comments you want to add in, we'll, we'll make sure we read it off. Uh, Mark says, I think booing people at a house show sucks. It's a preseason game. Give them the reps. And that's exactly what the house shows are for. So that's kind of a bummer. Cause I thought those shows were, were normally a lot more lighthearted. I've never been to a house show personally, but. You know, there is a SmackDown in Milwaukee in a couple few weeks. Mm. I know, like we're talking about house shows, but I'm just throwing that out there. I think it's a, I think it's a SmackDown though. Yeah, I think is. it's a regular SmackDown. But in, in the um, before Mania, yeah, no, the, the house show. I think March 31st. That's no 22nd. I'm actually very sure that's not true because that's my birthday, and my birthday's on a Sunday, which is also Easter. Congratulations. It's it's March 22nd. I, I saw it today. You better get me a, a different shirt for my birthday. I'm going to shit in an egg and give it to you. Wow. Uh, we also That's got Undertaker one. N7 in the comments saying what's up. And Mark Johnson previously said men can buy one another nice shirts as a former. Yeah, this was disrespectful. He might, may as well have spit in my mouth. I'm sure he'd like that. And getting me a Chris Benoit shirt isn't. It's, no, it says better dad than Chris Benoit. How is that not a nice shirt? <laughs> right? So I mean, he's of. Something good, George. You need to repeat yourself there. You you froze on us for a second. Still froze. Oh, my God. It's always something with this guy. 
Me? Yeah. Yeah, you were you frozen. Anyways, say whatever you said again. I just think that it was a good t-shirt, so I don't know why he's complaining. I, I appreciate that. My, I think, I think his shirt had different intentions. That's all I'm saying. Anyways, so we're going to go over a little bit of SmackDown, but we're kind of going to blow through it because obviously we got a lot of Elimination Chamber and Raw shit to talk about. Um, it, SmackDown, I guess, as a whole was just confrontations mostly between Elimination Chamber match participants to just build some tension a day before the show. It was a taped SmackDown. Of course, they're not going to do anything wild on there because uh, it's taped. It's going to leak out. Whatever it was, this this last Friday was taped after SmackDown the week previously. So they did two SmackDowns in a row. Um. So, oh, basically, we had just to kind of go through the main points. You had Liv Morgan versus Tiffany Stratton. Uh, Bianca sitting at ringside to watch the match. And oh my god, I don't. I want. I hate to keep harping on fucking music, and it's not going to be the first time I do it tonight. <sighs> Tiffany Stratton had her normal theme song on SmackDown. She went to Raw the week previous and had new fucking terrible music. <laughs> and then on this SmackDown. She had her old music again because of the taping and things changing. So that was stupid. Um, uh, I just, I hate, I hate talking about the music. It gets me so riled up and I'm probably the only one that it really bothers very much. Just whatever. Anyways. Uh, Liv and Tiffany are on the outside. Tiffany Stratton walks over, slaps Bianca. They get back in the ring. Bianca gets on the ring apron, and Liv is pushed into Bianca after Stratton kicks out and hits Bianca, and then Stratton rolls up Liv Morgan for the win. Uh, next bigger thing was a bloodline is backstage. You got Jimmy Uso hyping up what happened to him when he interfered in Jay Uso's Intercontinental title match, and Roman says he's the one that called that play. Heyman lets Raymond know Roman know that Grayson Waller is in the building, and Roman Reigns tells Heyman to bring in Grayson Waller. Uh, and obviously, this is knowing that the Grayson Waller effect is happening in Elimination Chamber the next day that Cody is going to be on. Uh, Ron Breaker wins his debut match on SmackDown in a squash. New Catch Republic beats J.D. McDonough and Don Mysterio. AOP beats Street Profits. Uh, Honestly, probably one of the more notable things is Bailey walks into the trainer's room where Dakota Kai is being checked out. Dakota says she was attacked by damage control, and Bailey apologizes. <laughs> Fuck. Bailey apologize. Braces and Invisalign make it hard to speak coherently sometimes, and I'm going to blame it on that because that's what just happened. Like my, The way my tongue moves against my teeth is completely different and so I sound like an idiot sometimes. Anyways, uh, Bailey apologizes. George can read you. What? He can. <clears throat> can he, though? I don't know or if he's... Or can't you? Or can't you? Can what? what? You Have you seen that episode Read. of Sunday Conversations oh, yeah, with Randy, Randy Orton? Orton? It's fucking ama- uh, so amazing. Fucking funny. Uh, Bailey Apollo... Uh, I can't read. Me either. <laughs> Bailey 
apologizes for not believing Dakota, and they say they have each other's backs. All right, that's that. Which I feel like is bullshit. You think she's going to turn on her? Oh, my God, yes. This is too good to be true right now. There's no way that it, she can just sit there and be good. Hmm. I I think no. it builds up to something after somebody or Bailey wins the title, maybe. But in the meantime, I think they'll have each other's backs, at least for through WrestleMania. Hopefully it, Seth is the same way to Cody. Mm-hmm. Um, later on. We're back to the bloodlines room. Grayson Waller walks in, and who wrote this? Who wrote this? Was this you, Shorts? Why, why don't you just read what's on the on the script? I'm going to read what's on the script. It says Grayson <laughs> Waller walks in and jerks off. <laughs> what? Oh, oh, you can't seven. see it because you don't have me. George. You can't see it on your printed one because you don't oh, have wow. the, the Google Doc that uh. fucking any of us can go in and edit on the fly. Is that why you can show everybody that you made this format? This is no. You literally said you tried done. to do this to me multiple times, and it's never worked. I catch it every time. I don't know, man. <laughs> no, I can find it. It says format's done. You're the one that did it. I you. I wish we had the conversation about how you changed things right before this started, motherfucker. Okay, anyways. No, listen to me. God damn it. Grayson Waller walks in. Roman tells Grayson he has something to tell him. And the camera... Hold on. That's good. Uh, Anyways. make it or what? I'm trying, man. Uh, Basically, Roman says, Grayson, I have something to tell you, but only you. And then the camera cuts out. And then we don't know what he actually says. Uh, Now we got Logan Paul out for uh, commentary. Partway through the match, Owens is out as well. And by the way, this is LA Knight versus Drew McIntyre. Uh, you got Logan Paul in commentary. Partway through the match, Kevin Owens comes out and also does commentary. Uh, the The match ends with a bunch of Elimination Chamber participants basically brawling. So you got LA Knight, Logan Paul, Kevin Owens, Bobby Lashley. Uh, Lashley is standing tall uh, Outside of the brawl, standing in the ring, looks like the show's about to go out, and then Orton swings in and hits an RKO out of nowhere on Drew, and the show goes off the air. So that was SmackDown. Anything we missed? Yeah, it was. Yeah, no, it's exactly what happened. I don't. It's very hard to be invested in that one when it was a it was a tape, uh, taped episode, but I don't know. I don't. I just don't think they put a lot of effort into that one, but it's, it worked. Yeah. I mean, it, the match is what it needed to be. And we knew anything crazy wouldn't happen. Uh, Mark Johnson says, before we get into elimination chamber, he says, could John Cena have ever worked as a heel? Uh, yes. And I think, I don't think that ever was going to happen with Vince there. And I understand why. And in hindsight, maybe it's best. You didn't, you didn't turn them. Um, just with all the Make-A-Wish stuff, and I don't know. John Cena, he said that he didn't even want to be a heel unless it worked, unless it made sense. And none of the times it made sense. They could have they could have done it in a way that made sense. I just, I don't know. I don't think he could have ever been a heel. Uh, he was a heel. The, he was a heel own... before he was a heel's thugonomics or whatever. When he first started his rap gimmick, he was a heel. Mm. Uh, well... 
it's different though. He had a different gimmick. The John Cena, as we know, would not work. It was the same thing, just as a good guy and less rapping. I think it's theoretically no rapping. His rapping was pretty good, though. Anyways, it was. to Elimination Chamber. Better than Max Caster's. Uh, but but I digress. Max Caster's is pretty good. Mm. There's a lot of... Uh, there's some hits and a lot of misses on this. Real quick, also, just because of Sting being on your 1998 WCW blanket... Sting appeared on his last Dynamite last night, and he descended from the rafters to save Darby Allen from uh, Matthew and Nicholas Jackson. I know we don't talk about AEW as much right now. Maybe later on we will, but Sting's last match is this Sunday at Revolution. And I was, I was, a, I was, a, a, I was quite the little stinger growing up. He was my first favorite wrestler. Wasn't Ric Flair there, wasn't he, last night? Ric Flair was there also. He was. Yeah, he was in the fucking ring. Oh. He was he was throwing uh, throwing punches and then got a low blow. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sick of Ric Flair, dude. Just get him off TV forever, please. Sorry, the That's dude hard. is Woo! going to he needs a chill. die in the ring, he, and he's okay with that. I'm pretty sure he's said that he's okay with that, and I'm not. I just don't want to see him. Had... I don't want to see him on my TV, dead or alive. Sorry, <laughs> it's a little rough. I, I'm, dude, I'm just so I'm just so over Ric Flair. I can't help it. He said he's got one good match in. No, he in, fucking in doesn't. Him. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Wasn't his last said. match against uh, Jay Lethal? Jay, uh, Jay Lethal and yeah. Jeff Jarrett. They had this whole like pay per view thing. Just I think it was called Ric Flair's last match. The whole pay per view. <laughs> Anyways, oh, we got too much to do. Elimination Chamber. Uh, I just as a side note, they they kind of kept using rock themes for NXT. Um, shows bigger events uh, they never really stopped doing that there for the most part uh, that they stopped doing that in the main roster it was just pop song after pop song after pop song and we have a motionless in white uh, song for Elimination Chamber which is cool uh, same band that does Rhea Ripley's theme song I don't know you guys probably don't listen to rock music I don't know no but I do like Rhea Ripley's uh, entrance music Yeah, so all right, you so like it? No, I like it. You just gave the. Eh. It's it's one of the only it's one of the only songs, entrance themes that has any originality. Uh, I'm gonna go on a tangent again. It's tiffy time. I'm gonna I'm gonna get into this later again. I'll get all fucking worked up. So, first match of Elimination Chamber is the women's Elimination Chamber match. So you got Becky Lynch. Naomi, Tiffany Stratton, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Bianca Belair, and Naomi and Becky start the match. Have a couple good spots. Tiffany Stratton, shut up, Regal. Everybody, it's Regal. Shut up. Hey, would you chill? Get him a headset. Just shut up. Go lay down. Go, Go do something. Watch his toy back. Well, it's too fucking bad. He's upset with you. I can't deal with this. Everybody's pissing me off. George gives me a stupid shirt. Regal won't shut the fuck up. Camera's working this week, at least. Oh, you're going to fucking jinx it. It's like the third time I've mentioned it, and it's still working. 
All right, back to business. Uh, Naomi and Becky start the match. Uh, they have a couple good spots. Tiffany Stratton comes in next, and boy, did she look strong. They, they, they're they keeping her on this fucking gravy train of looking good to start off. Uh, Liv Morgan comes out next, and she goes right after Tiffany. In the last couple weeks, obviously, there's been a lot of tension between Tiffany Stratton and Liv Morgan. Uh, I mean, Liv was also trying to get revenge on on Tiffany because Tiffany beat her on SmackDown the night before. Uh, she bounces Tiffany off the pods several times back and forth, which was pretty cool. Uh, Becky does a nasty Bexploder into the wall with a uh, disarm and a disarm her to Tiffany Stratton using the chain, which was kind of weird, but it looked effective. Uh, Naomi goes for a blockbuster off the pod with Liv on the top on the ropes below her, and it it didn't look very good. It was mostly missed, poorly executed. Uh, it wasn't great. Uh, Tiffany steals a pin on Naomi to eliminate her. So it, uh, Naomi's the first one eliminated from the match, which surprised me. Uh, next out comes Raquel Rodriguez. After a little time, uh, going back and forth, you got Becky, Tiffany Stratton, and Liv Morgan trying to take out Raquel because she's the big strong one here. Uh, but even with everybody covering her for the pin, Raquel kicks out with the crowd chanting bullshit. Hmm. You're not getting anything past this crowd. Yeah, they uh, they were saying bullshit to a lot of things, but yeah, that one did I actually, I mean, if you looked at it, did look like a little bit of bullshit. Yeah, I was just going to say, that's not the first bullshit chant that they had. Uh, did you notice that, uh, Raquel? I did look it up to you, and she did... Uh, she did say it, it did happen, but her flare-up happened right yep. before. I, I, I know she noticed her face. The, like the makeup that she was wearing, it looked like very um, revealing, like it was like hiding something, you know? Her eyes were super puffy. Yeah. Uh, next, Bianca enters, and she also goes right for Tiffany Stratton. Uh, Raquel is right, laid out on the top rope, and Jim's uh, and Liv jumps down off the pod and does a senton from the top. That was a pretty gnarly spot. Uh, later on, you got Tiffany and Becky are on top of the pod, and Tiffany pushes Becky off onto the floor, and Tiffany does a swanton off the top, taking everybody out. Liv hits her finisher off the ropes to eliminate Tiffany, and more bullshit chants ensue. Hmm. Uh, obviously, Tiffany's super fucking over, and they've done an incredible yeah. They job were they were super behind Tiffany the whole time. They kept yelling Tiffy time. Yep. Uh, Bianca hits a KOD to eliminate Raquel, which uh, was cheered. After some time with the remaining three, Liv rolls up Bianca to steal the elimination, and immediately after, Lynch hits the manhandle slam to eliminate Liv. And uh, to me, I thought predictably won that match. There's no chance that Becky wasn't going to win. <clears throat> yeah, super it, predict. I mean, the whole card was super predictable, but it it's fine. I It's okay for this type of event that just tries to get us to mania, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it was either that or I was honestly thinking that they would have possibly, which they probably wouldn't have because they already have this huge timeline to WrestleMania already, but they throw a curveball like they did with uh, Triple H winning the the Battle Royal against Roman. Remember that? 
Yeah. Or not Battle Royal, the Royal Rumble for that title. But if they would have done with a, like ran with Tiffany because she was so over at that at that stadium. Yeah, one know. thing that I thought was interesting that they mentioned on commentary was that uh, Liv Morgan has been the uh, the person with the most Elimination Chamber matches as far as women goes. Hmm. So that interested me. Uh, Mark Johnson says, is Bianca Belair the best lady wrestler? Maybe. Uh, maybe. I think just in, in terms term- of legacy and a long-lasting impression, I'd probably still have to put Charlotte over her, and that's just me not being a major Charlotte fan either, but that's I think that's realistic. Yeah, is that, like, at all? Or is that just in WWE? Maybe, but, like, if you think current WWE or ever, I'm still putting Charlotte over her, personally. Sasha Banks is still very good. Um but yeah, I think Charlotte probably is the best. And then it's probably Bianca. But honestly, the way that Tiffany has been going these last few days or weeks, she's not going to have any trouble climbing up that rank. She's building up some steam, no doubt. She, yeah, uh, I could see her winning the, the money in the bank. Yeah. One other thing I thought was interesting was Cole said there were cameras and mics inside the chamber. And I don't recall. I mean, we know that under the ring is mic'd. Um I don't remember them ever really acknowledging, I guess, Mike's being inside or around the ring like that to capture everything going on. I never really noticed anything with the women's match, but with the men's match, I really caught on like them talking inside the pods and everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting note that they mentioned that was all. I think I heard a lot of Raquel saying some stuff, and I... I don't think anybody else said anything really, other than maybe Liv. There, there was, but I mean, it was all just trash talk, moving the match along. I guess. Um, I thought a lot of the match looked stiff. I thought there was a lot of aggression, but all in good ways. I thought there was a lot, especially from Tiff and Liv Morgan, is where I thought I was like, "Holy shit!" Some of this looked pretty rough, but like, like I said, in a good way. They made it look good. Um, it was uh, Raquel swinging into the. The side of the cage, Tiffany. Yeah, like that. The like I think it's like the first one. I'm like, holy fucking shit. Yeah, uh, it, and like I said, like Raquel wasn't the most loved in Australia for whatever reason. Um, there wasn't a lot of reaction for her entrance. Uh, the old bullshit when she kicked out of the stack pin, and they the crowd the crowd went a little crazy when uh, Raquel got hit with the KOD. So I I don't know if it's because of Raquel. Um, on her own, or if it's just because of everybody else that she was with having a more, I guess, popular um, opinion of, I don't know. I wonder if it's because she came in so late. Like, it's one of those moments where, you know, maybe Chelsea, maybe they're just pissed because of Chelsea not being in there, and she won that battle royal, and she just kind of came out of nowhere and did that. Yeah, and I think that's a good point, too. Uh and that's that's something that I think we bring up a little bit later too because somebody did have issue with that. Uh, but all in all, it was a really good match. I actually preferred it to the men's. I thought everybody got their time to shine and everybody looked really good in this match. Agreed. 
Let's see. Yeah, I agree. <coughs> Let's see if we got any. Nope, no, no new comments. All right, so moving on here. Uh, next match was the Judgment Day versus the New Catch Republic for the undisputed tag team titles. Uh, as Mike Rome starts the Judgment Day championship intro inside the ring like they do before title matches, Dom grabs the mic and starts saying some meaningless shit, and, of course, the crowd is super booing him uh, as, as, you know, like you would expect 50,000 people to do. Uh, Dom intros JD and Finn, or no, I'm sorry. Dom intros Judgment Day as your champions, and then New Catch Republic, they hit Dom to the outside, and the match begins. Uh, Tyler Bate and Finn Balor start uh, after a bit of normalcy here. Uh, Dom starts to get involved, shocker, and he hits Bate without the ref seeing. After a while, Dom gets booted by the referee uh, for causing the distraction, Eventually, Priest hits a double choke slam off the second rope to set up Finn to hit the coup de gras on Din on Dunn. God damn it! Here we go. What is even happening? He he hits the coup de gras on Dunn, and Judgment Day retains the tag team titles. So, did we have any uh, thoughts on this match? I'm just saying, if Truth wouldn't have went to Austria, the New Catch Republic would have won. You think so? Yep. True. Yeah. He accidentally thought it was Austria, not Australia. It's very possible. Uh, so when, when New Catch Republic, you know, they, they have, uh, you know, a tag team graphic now. They're, they're being presented as one team instead of two people. But, oh, my God, the fucking theme music is garbage and generic, and it fucking sucks. Let it out. Oh, can't honestly they deal with just it. Do like, they should just do, like, Dunn's music. His old his, music, especially not, yeah, his, not his, his new old one, yeah. shitty generic fucking create a wrestler two K twenty bullshit fucking hate it. <laughs> but like fucking okay. hate it. So, so this happening, what the frick are they going to do with that money in the bank? There's no way that he. There's no way he does school. anything at Mania. Yeah, I think it would be a bad call to have him cash it in to not win a title but i mean the alternative is drew beats seth at mania and priest cashes in at some point before money in the bank happens again and that's that's the best thing i can see like he's he's not going to go anywhere near the undisputed championship with that can he cash in on any belt yeah because they did it uh who who was it that cashed in for was it the u.s title or something like that was that austin theory a couple years ago Maybe I think that's what it probably what it was. Yeah, it was. But like, Otis was going to do it for the tag title, <laughs> and then until he lost it. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of glad that didn't happen. To be honest, <laughs> it would have been it would have devalued that briefcase. The fact that Otis won it in 2020 is just crazy enough. They were riding something big with him and Mandy. So, R.I.P. Mandy. Not that she's dead. She's she's not dead. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You didn't let me finish. Did you know Otis is from Wisconsin? I know George knows. Did you know that? Yeah, I watched him wrestle. Oh. He went to school with Max. Yeah, his name is Nico in real life. I know. It is. In Superior, Wisconsin. Yeah. He beat Morgan Newman, never forget. Hmm. Jeez. Kid doesn't even get. To we should uh, call Newman one of these times while we're doing just this. just make fun of him for losing to Otis. Just, you know, just like 
you know, it'd be hilarious if we somehow got we reach out to Otis, we get him on the phone, and then we cold call Newman, and then we let them relive their day when when he beat Newman. He can just walk us through just fucking big meaty men slapping meat. Logan said, "Don't be talking shit about Otis." Logan, we love Otis. <laughs> Chill over there. Calm your tits, man. <laughs> Don't uh, you have a semi I would like to, to see him more, though. <laughs> oh God, he's. Don't don't tell us that you're uh, messaging and driving, especially in a semi. You can do a lot in the semi. Like what? A lot. Like what? I'm sure you've been inside one. How much room's in there and all the fucking gadgets? No, George, tell us. Don't you guys watch TikTok? I I mean I've been in semis. I what are you getting at here? Like no shit, you You, can do do, semis. If he's fucking messaging and listening, what what's the big deal? Driving. He's driving. He could be like talking, like you know, like "Hey Siri." You still got to. Mm, he does Mark have an asked, I, he does have an iPhone. Asked if we like Goldberg. Used to, bro. Mm. Mm. I eh, outside of that match with Taker and Saudi, I mean, I liked what they did with him. Other than like stealing the the Universal Championship off. Uh, was it Bray? Regal? Jesus. It was Bray. Yeah, I didn't like that. But I mean, I thought he, he, like, he, the last feud he had with Lesnar was good. I mean, they're all under like a minute. I, I loved when he beat Lesnar super quick out of nowhere. That was great. Anyways, moving on. We got to, we got to keep the show on the road. So, do we? Uh, yeah, if we don't want to be here for three hours. This isn't Monday Night Raw. I will leave. I've got nothing else. I got nothing else to do. Yeah, but I, I, yeah, whatever. I still have to make dinner tonight at some point. Normally, I eat beforehand. I'm like, no, and I get so stressed out because I'm like, I'm trying to get all this shit ready, and it's it's a whole thing, guys. This shit's a lot of work. <laughs> Just anybody listening, like, this is a lot of work to set up and prepare for all the time. That's why we appreciate you. George. What? That's fine. He's fine. Every time I do that? <laughs> it's fine. We got to check somehow. Um uh so anyways, next uh the next segment we got Austin Theory coming out for the Grayson Waller effect segment. He says Vegemite sucks and they had a blooming onion from Outback Steak Steakhouse. Obviously to 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 a lot of booze. Obviously uh Outback Steakhouse probably isn't uh, uh local to Australia. <laughs> If I had to guess, I haven't I had a blooming onion, a but I've had, nine. I haven't had a blooming onion. I have never been to Outback, but have you had that cactus blossom from Texas Roadhouse? Holy fuck. Nope. It's like the same thing. Like I think, but it's amazing. I'll have to go there when I get, you know, fitted for my, my suit. Yeah. You got to get fitted for your tux. You should do that sooner than later, by I the way. might do it Saturday. Let me know what when you go. You I going? might want to go with you. We're going uh, navy suits and like a rust orange, um, like tie, brown shoes, brown belt. Hmm. Then we're go- we're going hunting afterwards. No, we're not. What do you What do you mean we're going hunting? <laughs> They're not fucking blaze orange ties. So it's isn't it in August? Yeah, duck hunting. I'm I'm worried about getting hot, and Kelly's like, "No, you're wearing the jackets." And I'm like, "It's gonna be it's Labor Day weekend. I, it's gonna be hot." 
Yeah, I was I was dying in my suit uh, at the beginning, but then, but I mean, it rained on mine, so it ended up cooling down. So I'm trying, I'm trying to. But George wouldn't know, so I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> fuck. Now he's not wrong. Should have gone to his wedding, asshole. I didn't get an invite. Sh- shorts. Did he, you not invite him? He didn't want me to crash in garbage cans. No comment. So anyways, before uh, all the trash tar- talking starts happening here, uh, Waller comes out, obviously, to a big pop. He's from Australia. Uh, he does a shoey with the UFC fighter who I didn't, I don't watch UFC. I don't know who it was. Didn't really matter. Uh, and if anybody doesn't know, a shoey is... When you basically take somebody's shoe, pour some beer in it, and then you drink beer out of that somebody's shoe. That's called a shoey. I guess that's a big thing in Australia at, like, concerts and, and different types of events and shit. Uh, it's big everywhere. Next. No, no. I, I was going to say this. I know exactly what you're going to fucking say. The match card? Night one, shoey. Out of one of our shoes. Whoever has the no, most points. No, no, Not out of one of our nope, shoes. Nope, nope. I'll buy a pair. Nope. Nope. <sighs> The person who scores the most provides the shoe, and the person with the least points has to drink the beer out of said shoe. No. Guys. It's a fucking guys, punishment. Uh, We're not doing a yeah, brand I'm not new ruining shoe. a fucking shoe. I fucking have punishment. bad feet. So. That's why it's a punishment. That's I'm bringing multiple shoes for both of you. I'm bringing my work boot. Great, you're gonna fucking lose anyway, so it doesn't no. matter to me. You're gonna be drinking out of a fucking powder coated boot. Mm, I'm not looking for cancer. Maybe, maybe not powder coat boots. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you said, said I get it. the perk. You said provide it. Hmm. We'll work. We'll workshop this. But oh, okay. we night one, different. going through a table night two. If anybody else has We're... suggestions for um, punishments for losing the scorecard challenges during pay per views. Let us know. I'll do one right now. Tweet it at us. Go grab me a shoe. You don't have the grapes. Do it right now. <laughs> don't no. have the grapes. I'm, I'm, I was I was about to call your fucking bluff. Anyways, if if you would do it right now, I have a sixteen ouncer right here that I would consider. You do a shoey too. I'd consider it. Yeah. Okay. Great. I'm not doing one. So, fuck Listen. off. But I need you to pour it in that shoe, and I'll, I'll make my choice. The only way I'm doing it is if I lose night one of Mania. So anyways, uh, he does the shoe, he gets in the ring, and then he introduces his uh, first guests of the Grayson Waller effect, Seth Rollins, and then he introduces Cody as the person with the inability to finish a story. <laughs> uh, Cody very much gets the won the title at Mania fireworks, as they do for stadium shows. He enters the ring, Grayson Waller starts talking, and he says that they should take a moment to acknowledge their tribal chief, Roman Reigns. And this is obviously coming from the meeting he had with the bloodline the night before. We still don't know what Roman told Grayson Waller. Oh, I thought you were going to do that thing. No, I can't uh, do it. Uh, Grayson Waller asks Seth who he wants to face at Mania for his World Heavyweight Championship. Seth tells Grayson Waller that he has a scoop. And the scoop that he's only got a couple days, basically. He says he's days away from being medically cleared to compete. 
Grayson Waller asked Cody if he's selfish for ruining the Rock and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania to massive Rocky sucks chance. Cody asks if there's any Cody crybabies in the crowd, and obviously they go nuts. And then we had this. Seth, the world heavyweight champion, had a bit of an announcement. I feel like I, I think I have a bit of an announcement myself. Rock, you indeed slapped me across the face. And at WrestleMania 40, I am wrestling Roman Reigns in the main event. But until then, I am wide open. So let's make it official. Rock, I want to wrestle you one-on-one, anytime, anyplace. So I'm not really sure that I necessarily expected that, but I'm 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 pretty down for it. When are we going to see it, though? I am going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say it's not a big limb. I don't think you're getting the Rock wrestling before Mania. Nope. I think we're going to see Cody and Rock night one, Cody and Roman night two. I don't think we're going to see a tag match. You and I think ride it's this all the way to SummerSlam. I think, I think maybe would, I don't know. I don't know if you do Rock and Roman at SummerSlam or you wait until Mania. I'm guessing. I, I mean, if I were them, I'd probably wait until Mania next year. Hopefully, it's in Cody, Minneapolis. You do Cody and Cody and The Rock at SummerSlam. Cody wins, maybe night two, and then The Rock kind of sets something up, and then. Rock kind of lingers until SummerSlam or something. That would, I think that would be big. And what is it? Is that, that's in August, right? SummerSlam? Yeah. In the middle yeah. of summer? Yeah, usually. All right, the middle of summer. It's normally in November. When's the middle of, when's the middle of summer? Survivor Series. July? When does summer start? June 21st. How do you 20th, just, whatever. How is August not the middle of summer then? What do you consider summer? Like the actual, like, fiscal... the end of summer. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Go fuck yourself. Anyways. (laughs) Oh, time you fucking use that. Yeah, too much going on. So, basically, we got a a challenge uh, from Cody to Rock. And... Seth backs him up, and he says there's no such thing as a one-on-one match with the bloodline, and Seth assures Cody that Cody's not going to fight that match alone. Grayson Waller goes to close the segment, and Theory takes the mic and just starts talking a bunch of shit. He starts using The Rock's catchphrases. Uh, Seth eggs him on to do, if you smell, and then Cody and Seth take out Austin Theory. Seth curb stomps Theory. Who he had a great sell to that curb stomp, by the way, mm-hmm. and yeah, he went straight up and down. That's where the segment closes. And Grayson Waller didn't do anything to help Theory either. He just stood there and watched. Um, so I'm wondering now if we're gonna get Cody and Rock, are we finally gonna get some sort of explanation as to why Cody wasn't going to pick Roman because he was convinced by the Rock because he said he had conversations with the Rock. We saw the Rock whisper something in his ear in his return. What the fuck did Rock say to Cody? I know, I know, I keep saying it, but I just I need that explanation so that every single piece of the story makes sense. 
personally. I don't know if they're ever going to say it. I don't I, know if they will. I I know they they might not, and or maybe they might. They yeah, just, there's, I mean, a, there's the Rocks, a good chance they don't. The Rock's supposed to be on SmackDown for like the next three four weeks, so you know, small chance. And Cody's supposed to be at at least the next two of them, I believe. <clears throat> and Cody really, Cody always like does this thing where he posts all the shows that he's going to be at, and he is listed for I believe the next three SmackDowns as well. And the Rock's gonna yeah, be leading there. up leading up to Mania, yeah. So, we're going to keep this gravy train rolling here. Men's Elimination Chamber match. You've got Drew McIntyre, Logan Paul, Kevin Owens, Bobby Lashley, Randy Orton, L.A. Knight. And the match starts with Drew and L.A. Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Drew has the advantage, and Seung Punk chants start to break out, and Drew tries to hit a GTS, but L.A. Knight counters. Uh, Kevin Owens comes out next. During the back and forth, Owens pounds on uh, Logan Paul's pod, taunting him. <laughs> Did you guys see the doodles that Logan Paul was doing? The horns and the fucking, like... The blob? Yeah. Of Kevin Owens? Oh, it was so fucking oh, funny. Oh, when Kevin was in his fucking pod, just headbutting it? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Psychotic. Uh, yeah. Bobby Lashley comes out next. Uh, to At this point, there's no eliminations yet. Randy Orton comes out, hits the DDT on Owens to the outside, Oh, uh, after after that DDT, Orton started to sell the back injury quite a bit, and we'll we'll see that happen throughout the match. Uh, Logan Paul comes out last with Owens, of course, waiting right outside his pod. Uh, Owens tries to rip the pod door open while Logan Paul tries to pull the pod door closed. <laughs> Owens overcomes and he gets in the pod, locking him and Logan Paul inside, and just starts beating the shit out of Logan Paul. Uh, eventually, Kevin Owens lets Logan Paul out of the pod. Uh, and Owen keeps the aggressive offense on the outside. Uh, Lashley comes and throws Owens through the pod, turns around and spears Logan Paul through the pod on the other side, which is pretty rad. Lashley looks like he hurts his elbow, and he mutters, oh shit, oh fuck. And crowd chanting, thank you, Bobby, because he took out Logan Paul. Several refs come into the chamber to attend to Lashley, and at this point, I thought this was a legit injury to Lashley, maybe. Um... I think Lashley sold it well, and the multiple refs coming in, normally you don't expect that to happen. But they come in, they help Lashley out of the ring. Uh, As L.A. Knight hits his finish and pins Drew, AJ Styles comes in through the open doors and attacks L.A. Knight with a chair. Styles hits a Styles clash to L.A. Knight onto the chair, and McIntyre pins L.A. Knight to eliminate him. So we're continuing this AJ Styles and L.A. Knight feud. Uh, AJ Styles was not a part of this match, uh, but he snuck in through the open chamber door. So obviously we figured out Bobby Lashley's injury is a work, and it was an excuse to allow AJ to come in and fuck some shit up. Uh, Quick, hold on. There's, yeah. uh, there was actually a really good question that Mark just did. It is, who is better addition to the wrestling or to wrestling, Logan Paul or Pat McAfee? McAfee. I, I'm going to say McAfee because I was going to say he brings in more mean, mainstream attention, but that's probably not true. That's probably Logan Paul. But I think, yeah, I think McAfee has a lot more to offer and he has more time to offer more things, I guess. Uh, what do Ma- you mean? Ma- he's way, he's way older than Logan. Well, no, I'm not saying just in the ring. Like obviously he does commentary, uh, the amount of promotion that the WWE gets because of McAfee is insane. Uh, they just made McAfee a 
pre-order character for 2K24, along with the guys on the Pat McAfee show. AJ Hawk. Wait, what? They did? I don't know if AJ's a part of the... Yeah. Yeah, I saw AJ that. AJ definitely is a part of that group. That would be fucking rad if AJ Hawk was in there. Yeah. But, I don't know. I say, I say Logan because, I mean, he's... Look what he's done in the ring, and look what he can do so quickly. Didn't we? How many matches has Logan had so far? I know we had, we talked about. Well, I think like, it was like twelve, or no, it was like um, ten or eleven like 10 or something before that. Yeah, and then I think twelve now. So, yeah. So, um, moving on from there. Uh, Hort, uh, Orton. I almost said Horton, like it's the hardware store in town, Hortons. Orton, here's a who. Orton hits an RKO on Owens to eliminate Owens. A little time goes by. Logan Paul pulls out the brass knuckles, but then he gets hit with an RKO out of nowhere to eliminate Logan Paul. So now we're down to Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. Drew and Orton are going back and forth. Orton hits an RKO, and it looks like he's about to win by pinning Drew. And then Paul comes in out of nowhere with the brass knucks and knocks the fuck out of Randy Orton. And then Drew crawls over. And he pins Orton to win the Elimination Chamber match. What did we think of this finish? I think uh, Drew should update a shirt. I did not like the the finish. Why not? I'm curious to know if if you're going to say what I think you're going to say. Well, I just I can see why they did it. I just don't like that. I didn't like the final two because I don't think either one of them needed to win. I just don't want, I didn't want Drew to do it, but I can see it now after seeing his whole little thing that he had about uh, when he was champion during COVID. But I don't know. I didn't like it at the time. I I like this, this character. He's doing a lot better than his previous uh, gimmick. He was going with when he was the champion before. Uh, It's just this chip on his shoulder. Just his promos are so much better. I'm actually enjoying Drew. For the first time, probably like legitimately, yeah, I could see, I can see why they use Logan Paul though, because one, they're going to set this up as some kind of, I could see a multi-person match for that title, for his title, for the U.S. title, um, and like two, I really don't know if they could have just had Drew beat Orton clean, or vice versa. I agree with that. <clears throat> sure, would have just, I don't know, would have taken something away, but I did see. The, uh, the behind the scenes. Did you see that thing at WWE uh, released the behind the scenes of uh, Logan Paul? Yeah, so that's what that's where I was going with this because at first I hated how they did this finish because I'm like, he was eliminated like a while ago. At this point, like, why the fuck is he not outside of the chamber, or why are the chamber doors open, or why are they open again, or whatever? This morning, finally, this morning, WWE released a video on YouTube basically showing that when Logan Paul was eliminated, he was kind of at the edge of the door, but he kept telling the refs he couldn't move. Like, he's a medic. Like, his back hurts. Like, I literally cannot move. And then he just waited for the opportunity to come back in and uh, take Randy out. And I assume that's just a revenge because Orton's the one that eliminated Logan Paul. So so I, I didn't like that until I saw that this morning and I finally had an explanation for how that could happen. How did Logan Paul get back in here? It was quite comical too, though. It, Seeing it, him it yell and, and go back and forth with that ref. <laughs> oh yeah, it was, it was pretty, I, I, 
I not tricked a fan of, you. I'm not a fan of Logan Paul as a person, but I would be lying if I said he wasn't really fucking entertaining in, in WWE. Yeah. So I'm glad that you said that. Yeah, outside of that, they mentioned that Orton ties Jericho, and they they mentioned Jericho by name. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that he ties Jericho with the most elimination chamber matches with nine. Um, outside of that, the only the only this is going to sound dumb, but the only thing that bothered me is, so let's say you got your entrance ramp on the north, and then on the south you would have your WrestleMania sign, right? Um, on the south they had a big LED screen that said elimination chamber. And I, I was confused as to why they didn't put the WrestleMania logo on that screen as they're hanging WrestleMania sign. Mm-hmm. I know it's not a big deal, but I'm just, I was just, I just thought it was like a weird, like little detail that I thought was so simple. Like you could have had drew after his win or Becky point at the WrestleMania, like led sign or whatever that was up. But instead it was just said elimination chamber. I don't know. I thought that was kind of weird. I didn't. I didn't notice that. I think that's just. I don't know. That whole stadium though is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's huge. Did you see the little layout though? Someone was. I was looking at Twitter, and someone pointed out that the way that the people had were on the floor seats, it looked like Triple H's uh, <clears throat> his logo. I'm sure it's just... I did not notice that. I'm sure it's a coincidence, it but I didn't notice I that. I looked at it. It was actually exactly what it I, was. I think I know what you're talking about because they had gaps between like the, the four corners, right? Massive gaps, yep. yeah. Hmm. I'll show you a massive gap. Uh, Where's Kelly? Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. What? What the fuck? What do you think I'm, what do you think I'm trying to do to you, you fucking freak? You need to go grab Kelly or what? Kelly's at work. Which she doesn't know won't hurt her. I didn't say that. I didn't mean that. And just in case she's it's slow at work and she's watching. <laughs> Kelly, I love you. I love you so 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 much, and I can't wait to marry you. Uh, anyways, after this, Triple H comes out. Divorce. We're not even married yet. Fuck off. Uh, Triple H comes out. Go and divorce. He... <laughs> <laughs> you let me finish. Yes. No, because Mark said something, and I think we should really uh, talk about it. Let me talk to you. Yeah. 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 Uh, he asked any thoughts on how ravishing Rick Rude had his opponent's wives painted on his pants. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> what a fucking goat heel, honestly. <coughs> if that didn't rile someone up, I don't know what else would have other than actually getting someone's wife into the ring. I love that. It was it's it was next level at that time. Uh Triple H comes out and he announces the attendance of just over 52,000, which honestly I thought it would be more. Um, I don't know how many stadiums you guys have been to. I've been to probably about a dozen NFL stadiums, uh, but the soccer stadiums over on the other side of the pond are just in gen- like in their overall footprint is much bigger normally than an NFL stadium. Hmm. It's pretty wild. They're, they're huge. They're capable of so many seats. Anyways, uh, very predictable main event of Illumination Chamber. Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax for the Women's World Championship. Uh, Nia by far had the most offense in this match, and they very much booked Rhea to to have a comeback babyface victory, um, comeback from behind. Uh, Nia put Rhea through the announce table. 
Nia tried to hit another Annihilator, which is how she left Rhea laying in the ring three weeks in a row. Uh, Rhea pushes her off the turnbuckle. Nia makes it back up, and Rhea hits her with a superplex and then a riptide for the win. Overall, it was a good match. It was. Yeah. I, I Rhea used a lot of offense that she normally doesn't use. Uh, they definitely said that a lot. I Yeah, I, I guess I didn't notice that. The... Like she grabbed the hand of Naya and then jumped off the middle rope into a, a Hurricane Rana. That oh, she never does that. Thanks, and I'm wondering, Dom. Yeah, and I'm wondering if that was the reason because of Dom, or if she did this mm. stuff when she was in the Indies in Australia. Maybe she's just going back to that. I remember seeing her jump off the top rope, uh, which I don't recall. I don't remember the last time I've se- I've seen her do that. Uh, so anyways, that was Elimination Chamber. Overall, good show. Every single match, super predictable. Uh, very easy to guess the winner of each and every match, but sometimes that's fine. And just the build around these matches didn't make it a huge mystery, uh, but it, overall, worth watching. Good energy, good show overall. I liked it. It was good. It was four simple matches that we knew were going to happen. Uh, yeah. I guess we didn't even talk about the kickoff match. Did you? Or no, we didn't. Yeah, uh, did you didn't, see that? Honestly, I honestly didn't even see it. I knew about it. Um, <clears throat> didn't pay much mind it was, to it. It was okay. It wasn't like a, you needed to watch it. It was just that tag team for the women's titles. And who did the uh, k- kabu- k- Bukaki? Oh, not Bukaki. Not this time. You're not going to get me this the time. Kabuki Warriors. Who did they face? It was Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Got it. Obviously pretty predictable. So that's Elimination yep. Chamber. So now we're going to move on to the last show of the week here. Uh, we're doing pretty good on time. I love it. So anyways, Trav, why, or Trav, Schwartz, Trav. Uh, Schwartz's name is also Travis, so we call him Schwartz to make it less confusing for everybody. <laughs> so uh, Schwartz, if you don't mind, why don't you tell us about Raw? Hmm. So, the aftermath of the Elimination Chamber, they they just stick on, <clears throat> they stick with the same format as they have been for a while now. They mm-hmm. watch Drew and Becky walk into the arena. Um, and they kind of talk about, you know, how they both won. And then they cut to Dom. He's in the ring getting massive boos. Typical. Still awful awful time for him but he's he is just stupid struggling idiot. to get through and and he still goes through it what the hell was that stupid idiot for dom okay jeez sorry jesus christ <laughs> um but he uh can barely talk still trying to introduce ria he ends up finally getting through and struggling to get through it and he gets it uh ria comes out cuts a like a two-minute promo, tries to get into it, talking about how she's the best uh, champion that they have or ever had. And, of course, Becky comes out, interrupts it, has a bunch of quick one-liners that maybe one or two hit like normal, but she's really good at rolling, keeping it rolling, so nothing really affects her. Um, but they made a lot of references uh, to Mommy and, and the man. Um, it was pretty, it's, it's still good. It's still funny, but, uh, 
It was whatever. But uh, that kind of gets done, and Rhea and Dom leave the ring, backing up the ramp, and none other than Nia Jax comes up and attacks Becky, gives her a couple leg drops, and then gets her to the uh, turnbuckle to do her annihilator, I think they call it. And then Adam Pierce and a couple people come out and stop her. And I don't think if it wasn't for Adam Pierce, I think Becky would have been, uh, she would have been headless. Do you guys see any, uh, I don't know, any issues with Adam Pierce coming out to stop Nia Jax from squishing Becky? No. No, it makes it seem like really nobody can stop her unless it's uh, the higher authority. Okay. Then why the hell didn't he stop Nia the three weeks in a row that he that she squished Rhea? If they're Have so concerned about Nia Jax attacking people out of the blue, why didn't they stop her from doing it to Rhea? Because they figured Rhea could like you know. Oh, they didn't. Well, they didn't back. think they didn't think Becky could do it. Becky's a little bit smaller than Rhea. Becky's a Becky's a multi-time champion. Woman. Yeah, she's faced Nia before. Yeah, but the size also, difference. Also, mm, I'm not buying Rhea that. never got blindsided. Becky got blindsided. Rhea always. I'm pretty sure Rhea got attacked from down. behind every time. No, there's no, one Rhea, where Nia came down from the entrance ramp. No, Rhea ran down sure. once, and then she was standing in the ring the other time, and and then Nia ran down. All right, you got me there then. Uh, next, without really any um, lead up, it was just Sammy versus Shinsuke. It was, <clears throat> I know that they led up to it weeks ago and la- last couple of weeks, but nothing really on the show. Sure. Um, in the beginning, it was, you know, hard hitting like it normally is. And uh, Sammy started to favor his ribs or his abdomen area. They didn't really know what it was. And that was because he did like a tope suicida, or I can't remember what he did, but he jumped out over the over the ropes and and hit uh, Shinsuke and it hurt him. And he definitely worked that the entire match. Um, but ultimately, Sammy ended up winning with uh, his haluva kick. Um, but I did notice that. I swear, it's I think it's weekly now that, or maybe every other week that Michael Cole slips in. His uh, his undefeated streak in WrestleMania. I re- I've not caught on to that. Really? Yeah. He he's like two and zero, oh, but the one <laughs> two two and zero oh at WrestleMania. Either that or one and zero. Oh, I can't remember. I think he he keeps referring over to Pat and he goes, "We're both undefeated," and we're one or two and zero. Oh, I can't remember, but. I just keep laughing at that. I'm like, God, why do you keep bringing that up? No, it's not relevant unless you're actually going to do something. It's going to be a but he's so, commentary match between Raw and SmackDown. Oh, God. I would I would take SmackDown. Mm. Corey Graves was an actual wrestler. And so was yeah, Wade true. Barrett. Corey Graves has a yeah. neck injury. Uh, but there's Wade Barrett. Did he just retire? Did he get hurt? He didn't. He didn't really retire. He just stopped. Uh. But Corey has like a 
I think there's a possibility that he was actually cleared because he went to the same neck doctor as Edge. I what was I reading on Twitter? Like some between Corey and uh, Pat. Like I don't they, think they like each other. I really don't think they uh, yeah, like each other. What are you doing? Anyways, um, next was uh, Chelsea Green comes out with her still the the funniest. Wait, do it. <clears throat> Chelsea Green. <laughs> Is that better? Yeah, I I, I felt like I could. that was pretty good. Mm. I liked it. Carry on. But yes. Samantha Irvin just shooting on all cylinders every time she uh, she does that one. Goat. But uh, it was Chelsea Green versus Raquel because Chelsea wanted some payback on Raquel for throwing her over the ropes on that last chance battle royal. But uh, she cuts a promo about that and how it was fraudulent to even let Raquel back in because she was never there the whole that the whole period of time when she was gone. But essentially, it was. I just don't know how they did this or why they did this. I don't know why they had Raquel squash match on the. On this. Like a minute long, if that. Two minutes. Chelsea max. had like no. Chelsea had like zero offense. Yeah, but that's her was. character, though. I mean. <clears throat> well, then I don't know if you would just put her in these kind of matches, and I think you put them in like sort of gimmick matches of some sort. Or have her running around like our truth. I think that would even be funny. <laughs> sure. Jesus. Sorry. Anyways. Um Quick Trip will get you. <laughs> it it cuts to uh Sammy getting an interview. And uh it was more so just him interviewing about the match, and then Imperium walks up. Trav, you don't want to you don't want to chime in on the. Yeah, I would love to. No, nope. uh, what are they called? Who are they called? Wait, what? What are you talking about? Who's the team? Who's the team called? Oh, that's my thing now. <laughs> he just wants to hear. <laughs> yeah, every it. time. Imperium. <laughs> How's that? Yes, that was good. Right. They walk by or through, not by. They walk right through the interview, and then. Gunther walks right behind those two. And then he just gives him a shit grin. Gunther! <laughs> gives him a shit grin, grin and then just kind of chuckles and then walks right past him. Doesn't say a word. And then it cuts away. What do you think about that, actually? Um, no opinion at the moment. Just because there's so many people that want a shot at it, I yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing is I think this is all building up to, I mean, Sammy I think is one of the the big possibilities of having that icy title match at Mania. I, he's not the only one, but I think he is one of the main ones. What about like Chad Gable? Yeah, I mean that he's talking to Adam Pierce about it later on in the show. So of course another possibility. Who are the other ones? Like, <clears throat> there's someone else too. Was it not Jay? I, I mean Jay, obviously. Jay, but... Jay did just wrestle for it. Yeah, and... but it's gonna be Jay and Jimmy at WrestleMania. Yeah, 
I but you can you can definitely get back to Jane Gunther at some point because you know Jay lost that match because of Jimmy. Yeah. He he didn't necessarily lose fair and square. So Yeah, and then you can throw like Ricochet anytime in there unless something's wrong with him. But I'm trying to think of anybody else. Unless you need him to do a promo. Ricochet? Yeah. What, you think he's bad? Have you ever heard him do a promo? Yeah, he likes to talk like he's a fucking superhero of it's some sort. Pretty bad. Anyways. Okay. Anyways, it uh hold on. Cuts. Mark Johnson, listen. I've uh somebody I know that's on our fire department. He was recently just down in I think Clearwater slash Tampa and he went to Hulk Hogan's um I don't know if it was the bar or restaurant or if it's the same place or whatever, because I know he's got like a, a store or whatever too. Um I've always wanted to go there. Uh, this, uh, one of the other restaurants he used to have, I don't know if it's still there or not, in Tampa. I drove by it once, couldn't go. Uh, very sad. I'd like to go at some point. Anyways, sorry. I just needed to blurt that out. You're fine. <clears throat> smelly. Very smelly. Now, all uh, <laughs> Imperium ends up coming out. All the way down to the ring, Gunther cuts a promo talking about how he's the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion of all time. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. Where the fuck have you been? Honky tonk, man. Of course it's true. No, I know that, but I thought there was someone else that was also kind of like way the hell longer. I think you're thinking of Roman's title because Bruno had that for like seven or eight years. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he kept asking, you know, who who should be his WrestleMania opponent. And then weird judgment day comes to the ring. And on the on the way down I noticed that Finn has his, his thumb wrapped from the uh from the elimination chamber match. Uh, he really worked it, and he kept wiggling it and holding it. So I don't know if something's actually wrong, or he's just working it really bad. Or good, I guess. Not even bad. Dog. Um, Damn dogs. I know. So then Priest actually walks up, and he goes uh, that he can... Tells him that he can beat them for the title. And then... Gunther... Asks who who it'll be, and Dom ends up stepping up too. Which I'm like, what what the hell is going to happen to this? You forgot about and the then all the big the, head. Uh huh. Yeah, you mentioned the guy with the. Is it going to be the guy with the big head? Referring to oh, JD, yeah, obviously. Oh, that guy is JD. Is just I don't know if you can just ride that or what. Oh, of can't course. Do anything about it? Of course. Um. But then all of a sudden, Priest just gets riled up, and they have to hold him back. And then they ended up getting out of the ring, and they just kind of left it at that. So I don't, I don't know who out of who in the Judgment Day. Who the hell is going to go for that? Uh, side note: Cold now she says, "Has anyone ever seen Ole Anderson's shoot interviews? Those are funny. I have not, but please feel free to." Send me a good one that I can check out. I haven't seen really anything of Ole Anderson's. 
I, I didn't also didn't, didn't happy get belated happy belated birthday to Colton. Happy Ashley. birthday to you. Happy birthday. I'll drink to that. Yeah, dog. Bulldog. The old uh, high school mascot. That's yeah. right. How could you, about that. How could you? For, how dare you, sir? Dude, we've been out of school for almost 13 years. Holy fuck. <laughs> don't, Keep going. Don't say that. Keep going. Oh, um. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I this dog farted when he walked by. Anyways. Mm. Went to commercial. Then it cuts back. And Judgment Day is backstage. And Rhea's mad at Dom. And says, out of all people, Gunther. She Dom says worried. he's got this. Yeah. She actually was. Yeah. Uh, fucking hate <laughs> Um, Finn tells Dom to go smooth it over. And then while while Dom's going back there, he runs into uh, Andrade El Idolo. He also gets to keep that, right? Yeah, they they ran a vignette or whatever, I think the week before, where they had Andrade's name up and then it like sprinkled into El Idolo. So that that did also, that was also what he went by uh, in AEW. Which is... Very crazy. You can definitely see that Triple H has his uh, his grasp on everything. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, Andrade says that he has a meeting with Pierce to discuss his first opponent, and it kind of seemed like it was insinuated towards Dom. But it, yeah, sounds like it could be a really good match, we'll though. See. Would it? I feel like I think Andrade so. is well above. That um, doesn't mean Dom. it's not going to be a great match. I just feel like he can go a lot quicker and a lot better, I guess, than Dom. Like, he needs Ray, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah! <clears throat> I'm going to stop saying that. Your fucking thing. Um, but then it then it leads to uh, Imperium. They never left the uh, the ring. And then the New Day come out in shark uniforms, the hockey team. Because they're in San Jose. Uh, the match was pretty hard hitting. Yet another street fight without any streets. Oh yeah, that is true. It was a street fight with no street. They did go into the crowd. I want to see um, more backstage fighting. I, especially if they're going to put that in the game. Yeah, I saw that in the game. Um, but yeah, Xavier Woods took a shit ton. Of kendo stick shots, a shit ton. Um, but I can't remember if that if anybody else went through the table. I think it was Vinci went through the table, so it was almost like it's whatever. But <clears throat> I did notice that uh, Woods and and Kofi they did their 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 finisher, I guess. And Woods <clears throat> legitimately nailed Giovanni Vinci in the nose, I think, or in the face with his knee. Is Vinci who Definitely. just a few weeks ago was got a concussion from Kofi? Yeah. That was more than I think than a few weeks ago. Well, you know what I mean. But it was him, right? Yeah. That's why Kaiser uh pretty much annihilated Kofi. 
Mm-hmm. But he rolled out of the ring, and it definitely looked pretty bad. Like, he would not stop holding his face and started kind of kicking. But um, <clears throat> then it led to some kind of, I don't even know, some kind of tussle and scrap that somehow Imperium rolled up uh, Xavier Woods, I think it was, and they won. When Kofi got put through a table and he was way out, so I just don't know why they wouldn't have used their finisher unless Giovanni Vinci was actually really hurt. Or or it was just a move of desperation. True, but they had both of the guys in the ring. Just made it weird. I don't don't know. know. That was my only thought. I know that's a good question. Uh, when that was over, it cut to Chad Gable. He was in a suit, so you knew he meant business. Yeah. And uh, he walked over to Pierce, all pissed, and asked for. Uh, essentially, he wants the Intercontinental Title shot. Yeah, media. and a lot of it stemmed from uh, he embarrassed me as a father, or whatever. He's like, it's not just about the title; it's about you know my family and uh, Redemption. whatever. He, yeah, he. He looked at his daughters in the eyes and daughter essentially laughed. Made his daughter cry. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if this is. I think we're getting a multi man match, match at Mania. I think we're getting a ladder match. I think we're getting some sort of stipulation match with multiple people involved. Maybe a gauntlet match. Um, Something. Yeah. Six man hell in the cell. I'd, yeah, that'd be awesome. Wasn't the last time they did that when Rikishi got thrown off into that hay truck? That That's like, the last yeah, one I can remember. Isn't that like ninety nine, ninety nine, two thousand, or something Holy like that. Shit. No, I think it was. I think it was like two thousand, two thousand one. They did just do a little snippet too. Uh, that Rikishi actually said that he um, he almost got a divorce because of that. That uh, spot. I saw that. What? So, yeah, they didn't. They didn't like that he did that spot, even though that was a pretty controlled and safe. Uh, yeah, they knew compa- that. They comparatively knew to, to fucking mankind. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> then it cuts to Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark versus Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. Wonder who's going to lose this one. Yeah, I just don't know. Um, they're not really building these guys up. They just keep throwing them together, but. Uh, <clears throat> Matches, you know, whatever. And uh, Shayna catches Indy with her Kirafuda clutch mm-hmm. while she's focused on Zoe Clark and then puts her to sleep. It it just wasn't really anything there. It was one of those uh, intermission matches, essentially. <clears throat> um, Drew comes out to the ring, cuts a promo. Which, this part got me a little, belie- it was pretty belie- believable. He says that his eardrum bursted in the Elimination Chamber. Do you really, bu- did you really buy that at all? Fuck no. no. I kind of did. I thought it, it was. It was, was pretty believable. obvious where this was going from the start. But he then digs at CM Punk for being injured and says that he drank for two on the ride home. <laughs> and because Punk can't drink, he drank for him. Because <laughs> he, he couldn't be there. Um. Stupid Drew shit. then called Seth. <laughs> Drew then uh, asked Seth to come to the ring. Seth comes out and says that he's he's ready. 
And Drew tells him that he should just take the take the time off, fully heal, pretty much give Drew the title, and that's about it. So just he can do or he can fight him when he's fully healed, and just pretty much just lay down, and let him let him win. And then Seth, which I'm sure he's probably they're probably gonna show this a thousand times, is some things are worth the risk. I see that happening. I see him cut, taking that little snippet and saying it a thousand times. Because he said it three or four times, I think. Sure. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. It'll be a t-shirt. <clears throat> Hopefully That's a better what one. it is. Hmm. I don't know. Next was Liv Morgan versus Nia Jax, which you can already tell right there. I don't know. Um, but Naya pretty much took control of for the first couple minutes until <laughs> Liv moved from taking a leg drop uh, onto the apron. And this is the exact same spot when Naya did the leg drop and missed and my screamed hole. out, my hole. <laughs> <laughs> I should put that on the soundboard. I don't know how I haven't yet. She didn't scream it, though. She just kept making the face. And I think she assumed that people were going to start screaming it. But I don't think anybody did. I didn't catch that. Um, that ended up setting up for the Tope Suicida from Liv. She hit Naya with it. And then they were out in the uh, out in, outside of the ring. And out of nowhere, Becky Lynch jumps out, causes the DQ. Nia Jax wins. Yeah, Becky attacks Nia. Uh, uh, so you obviously got a pissed off Liv Morgan, but that comes into play a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was yeah, interesting. You- I know, like Becky's like upset, um, you know, and wants to get to Nia or whatever. But I'm surprised you have like your biggest baby face that's about to go after the title. I'm surprised like they're causing her to cause to to. They had her cause another baby face to lose their match. So I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Are you considering Liv a baby face? Yeah, because she is. I think right now, yeah. She might. She Now she might not be. Down the road. Yeah, deal. they might be setting her up to turn, but right now she's absolutely. Yeah. She's one of the biggest women baby faces for sure. I mean, besides Bianca. But anyways. Uh, I don't know. Phil said, I don't understand why we can't have women's storylines unless they involve the singles belts. Um, yeah, that's a good, I'm, I, w- I was trying to think of a women's storyline that we've had or the last time we had one where the belt, the belt wasn't involved in any way. And I, I can't come up with one. Are we saying like the person has to be champion? Well, just any feud with a belt involved. Okay. Anything. <clears throat> I don't know. That's a good point. Was it was it damage control at all? I don't know. Uh, I mean, they started up without a belt, but they were trying to get belts. Their, their whole storyline. So, I mean, there's no like personal. Uh, there's no like personal feuds or anything going on with the women. Um, it's it's always centered around a championship, pretty much. So, I feel like I don't know, maybe they just think that they have to. I want to say last one was with Ronda. I can't remember with who. 
I prob- probably still a belt involved though. I mean, Ron- Ronda's whole run was no. So I guess Shane and Ronda might be the most recent example I can yeah, think of. Uh, where Shane beat Ronda, there was no belt involved in that. She no, they didn't. Shayna cost them the titles, and then after that, they just yeah. But then, but then they feuded with each other after the fact without a belt being involved. Yeah. Like they weren't trying to fight each other for a championship. Anyways, carry on. <clears throat> yeah, so that's done. Uh, Jey Uso, they cut to him getting interviewed in the back. And he talks about how he constantly has to watch out for his past, whether it's people that he already has faced or his own family. And then Drew walks up and then just flat out says, Jay, you deserve it. <laughs> and that causes... uh Jay to get pissed, and then they start brawling in the back. So, Drew is on this uh, pretty much fuck you tour. Yeah, <laughs> just, I agree with that. Absolutely, he's he's always got this uh, this bloodline thing in the back. Hold, hold so. it up, hold it up, Trav. Nope. I mean, hold it up, Mario. Nope. Come on, we like hanging hang, like right there. You should hanging up like right there. You do it. Ow. I don't know. Oh boy. <laughs> Ooh, almost. Yeah, how did how, how's that working out? You have a tack? No, you're not putting a tack on Love a fireplace. Just put your phone on top put, of it. Put the belt on it. No. Oh. Well, I mean it's going to be Drew's anyways. Not All that right, one. Title. Enough of these antics. <clears throat> um while hair. that brawl was over, Becky runs over to Adam Pierce and demands for a match the next week against Nia Jax. Adam Pierce agrees, says that, yeah, you definitely should have a match against her. And then Liv comes over and tells Becky not everything is about her. All because he's she's pissed off because of the DQ. Mm-hmm. A lot of side branches. This... So yeah. obviously we're going to get to live and Becky maybe next week or the week after something. There's going to be a small buildup and a small feud between them before Becky makes it to Elimination Chamber uh, to face Rhea. Uh, so, and so, I mean, that's, that's kind of the nice thing. Everybody's kind of got a little bit of a side mission here uh, that stems off of some legitimate issue the other has with the other. Uh, so, I mean, I mean... You know, here here's a small one where I mean, neither Liv or Becky have the title, but you know, Liv is pissed at Becky. So guess what? They're gonna fight about it. They're gonna settle their differences that way without a title involved. So like, I think there there have been a lot of little things like that that have happened, especially more recently with Vince being gone and yada yada. Um, but all in all, there haven't been a lot of major storylines with the women without um, a championship being involved. So. We get to our last segment here. We got Cody Rhodes versus Grayson Waller. Waller comes out with a shoey graphic like that weird, like, um, I don't know, what do you call it? Not AI, the fucking, uh, um, there's, a, there's a term for what I'm thinking of. Uh, like animation of some sort? Like what they do with Roman when he comes out? Yeah. Uh, so it's shoe, So it's two shoeys, uh, I think, surrounding his name. I can't fucking wait to watch you do a shoey out of my shoe. How about... The winner 
both the losers have to do the shoey left and right foot. Ooh, raising the stakes I, here now. I like that um, idea. I'm of fine with do. it if we do the shoes that you come in, that you arrive in, so that you have to go home in those shoes. I'm glad you, that you changed that to arrive in. That was fucking weird. Not doing I mean, that. I think it should be two for one. Stop. Why? It's disgusting. Anyway. Swartz, what about you? What do you think? Stop. Don't don't ignore him. Just ignore him. I think I'm going to be... I'm on board because I... Thank you. I'm going to go two for two and I'm going to keep this belt. So. No, I think you're misunderstanding. No, it's... So, okay. Beer if, only. Say, say that you win, right? You win the scorecard. That means me and this dipshit have to do a shoey out of your shoes. Why am I dipshit? As he holds the fucking title. I know, because this is what I'm going to go home with, and I'm going to watch you guys do the shoey, and I'm going to keep this belt. So, that is false, sir. Anyways. So, are we doing two people doing shoey? We can like cheers and shit. That'd be a fucking awesome. We'll it. we'll settle this. We'll settle this. Uh, like people listening at home or in your vehicle or anywhere, fucking tell us in chat what you want us to do. Logan, I need you. You can find us on Facebook. Search Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Let us know. We we are we are a show of the people. We are for the fan by the fan. God damn it! All right. Anyways. Uh, so he comes out with a uh, with the chewy. Uh, so <clears throat> just kind of a brief synopsis here. Cody does, uh, Cody does a tope suicida theory. Cody gets the win over Waller with a crossroads. Um, Cody's arm is raised by the ref as the winner, and then we hear. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Heyman walks out with three off-duty suspended NYPD cops. I actually enjoyed this over the standard, like, security. I don't know. It, because the whole thing sounded sketchy. Because why wouldn't the bloodline be involved in some sketchy shit, right? Um, Cody grabs a chair from ringside, gets back in the ring. Paul starts to walk towards the ring uh, down the entrance ramp and explains that this isn't a bloodline setup. And he is the only member of the bloodline that's there. And the people with him don't have a drop of Polynesian blood. Uh, Basically, Paul Heyman explains that Cody needs to get the Rock's name out his mouth after challenging Rock to a one-on-one match. Uh, And then we get this. And understanding that you're the main event of WrestleMania against the tribal chief Roman Reigns for the undisputed title, I'm asking you, I'm... I'm pleading with you. I'm begging with you. Please, Cody. Please. Pretty please. With a cherry on top. Please withdraw this challenge from the rock. Or else. Or else. Or else what, Mr. Heyman? 
You want to know why I haven't rained holy terror on this microphone about your new boy, Dwayne? You want to know why I haven't trashed him in the media? It's simple. Myself, like almost everyone in here tonight, we were fans of The Rock. How could you not be? Put yourself in my shoes. I come from a family that every meal determined by tickets sold, and nobody sold more tickets than The Rock, but I am done. I am absolutely fed up with being nice. If it's a bloodline setup, like I said, come and get me. So then at this point, you got your uh, suspended NYPD off-duty officers get on uh uh, three three sides of the ring apron, Paul Heyman on the fourth. Cody says, if anyone takes another step towards him, he's taking everybody out. And Heyman says, not including me. And Cody's like, nope, or whatever. However, that went down. Uh, so Heyman tries to take a step in. Cody picks up the chair. NYPD enters the ring, and he takes everybody out, just like he said he was going to. Um. Paul Heyman is obviously uh, down on the ramp. He's not going to go after Cody. And then Cody grabs the mic. He tells Heyman that the bloodline isn't hunting him, but he is hunting the bloodline. Heyman pulls out one cell phone, and then he pulls out another cell phone, and he tells Siri to call The Rock on this phone, and he tells Siri to call Roman Reigns on this phone. No idea what he said, but obviously things are building up to uh, what is likely going to be, I would assume, a confrontation tomorrow night on SmackDown. Do you think he actually talks to him? That'd be kind of funny, wouldn't it? A little bit. I like really want to know. I mean, I would I assume not, but that would be kind of funny. It would, it would be pretty legit. I mean... You should find out. I don't think I, I can. believe they don't. Shut up. Wow. What the fuck, man? That was breaking rude. my heart, man. I, did Don't you, be dumb. Did you see the, the R Truth thing a couple weeks ago? What? When he, when he tried to call the Miz. Oh, yes. That was not a real call. You could see that he was on his home, on his home screen. Still. Do you think he called the Miz? No. Oh. But you can't see the screens that Paul has. We should get him on the show. Well, ask him. So all in all, uh, obviously, Elimination Chamber, pretty decent. Nothing unpredictable happened, but that's okay. Uh, I thought Raw was one of the best Raws I've seen in a while, personally, just from top to bottom. It was great. It was engaging. It it had me sticking around all three hours without uh, ever thinking about wanting to change the channel or anything like that. Um, so... That being said, coming off of uh, these last three shows, what do we think? We're getting close to Mania now. We're only, oh, wow, like a month. We're either four or five weeks away from Mania. About four weeks. Yeah, about that. This what, the fourth and the fifth? It'll be four weeks. If you throw it at me, I will jump across this fucking table. I'm not throwing shit at you. I was just holding it. You rolled it up Uh, like you're going to throw it, you cocksucker. (laughs) <laughs> Fuck you. Feel better? A little bit. I think 
I think tomorrow's SmackDown is going to be great. I think it will. Mm-hmm. Even if it's that one segment that would be all three of them, it's going to be good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's worth sticking around for the whole show if that ends up closing it. They should start the show with it so I don't have to, you know, watch two hours of it right away. Hmm. Grow up. Shut, shut up. Or you kind of have to watch it all anyways. Oh, well, yeah, I, I do. Just, you know, and... What else do you got? What we, do you have any other plans tomorrow? What's the deal? You want to play Call of Duty? Mm, I might have plans. I can play tonight. Um, I'm gonna be in. Uh, I'm gonna be in your guys's area tomorrow. Why? Like Shatek area. <clears throat> yep. All right. I'll see you this weekend then. Just tomorrow. Oh, maybe I'll see you tomorrow. What's tomorrow? Yeah. What what is tomorrow? Who's getting married? Friday. <laughs> we'll talk about this off air. Yeah. Oh, I know who he's gonna hang out with. I won't say any names. <laughs> Anyways, uh yeah. You wanna go to you wanna go to Reds? <clears throat> I do. I'll ask you. Oh. Oh wait, I've I have a child tomorrow. Never mind. Sorry. Oh, well, fuck you then. Okay. Well, anyways. When, when do you? Boys, any other thoughts? Good, bad, otherwise? No. I no. think everything has been good. Fair enough. Well, with that being said, I guess we'll close this one out. Just want to say a big thank you to everybody for watching the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast with myself, George, and Shorts here. Thanks to everybody that was stuck around and watched the live stream participated in the comments make sure you find us on facebook unprofessional wrestling podcast you can also find us on youtube unprofessional wrestling podcast make sure to subscribe click the notification bell so you can see when we schedule our next live streams and uh, we're on the road to wrestlemania here and we're going to have a couple live shows hopefully that weekend uh, before and or after that's the plan so that'll be a good time you'll see a couple cool punishments that uh, we'll make sure we show you also Shoeies and going through tables. Let me talk to you. Yeah. Good old salute. Thanks, everybody, for watching slash listening. Don't forget to find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and we will see you next time right here on the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast.